Machete. Machete. Don't you mean Machete? No, Machete. Oh. The uncle from Spy Kids who got his own spin-off movie that was very dark and very violent. Wait, are you telling me that Machete mm-hmm. was a spin-off of Spy Kids? Machete. <laughs> Wait, this whole time, I thought Machete was just him doing his own thing. No. It was a spin-off? Well, he plays the same character. <laughs> not look like a Spy Kids spin-off. You didn't notice when he like snapped a thumb thumbs neck? Liam, they don't have necks, they're thumbs. Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Good morning. Isn't it a great day, Liam? Such a day. The sun is in the sky, I'm alive. I'm maybe employed And more important, oh sorry, that is actually legitimate That's legitimate news. news. Congratulations, Nick. Thank you. Everyone do a little golf clap wherever you are. Shall I do one here? No. Okay, fair. That fair. would be that would be self congratulatory, I, and we never do that. Are, are you going to do one for I'm me? I'm Liam S. Smith, oh. one of your co-hosts, and I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where we talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure one day at a time. Who are you right now? I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. Are you trying to be like a bad Australian accent? I don't know what you're talking about, Nick. This is my normal voice. <laughs> it's very normal. It sort of receded back into normal <laughs> voice for some reason, but okay. So Jojo's yeah. Bizarre Adventure. Jojo's has suddenly gotten very real very quickly. Today, we watched the 17th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part 5, Golden Wind, mm-hmm. entitled Babyface. Uh, it is, of course, the 130th episode, 130. <gasps> that's divisible by 10 and That's by... a prime number. Ooh, it's oh, no, the primest no, no. of the numbers. Oh, oh buddy. I look oh, at that buddy. number and I say, mm, yeah, baby face, that's an Optimus prime number. Oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts, Liam. I found your kryptonite, Nick. <laughs> no, no, not like this. Uh, and it, co- of course, covers chapters 500 through 505 of the manga. Huh, that's a Packed a lot in. Uh, get rid of this stupid arc in one episode. <laughs> Wait, that's the end. We were we were watching. Oh yeah, that's the end of that. What? But what? Oh, okay. There might be a quick coda where he punches him a lot next episode or something. Okay. But that's the bulk of it. I was um, thinking there must be more because so many yeah. times during the, the the watching of this episode, I turned to Nick and just said, "This episode fucking sucks." You literally at the very beginning, <laughs> after the first thing, even before the opening came on, you just go. Yeah, this episode fucking sucks. I just went, oh, oh, okay. And then it started and you were like, man, this episode fucking sucks so much. I don't love this fight. Um, mm-hmm. It's got some creepy... Yeah. Uh, creepy consenty stuff at the start. Uh-huh. And it doesn't even have the the potential of the, um, the strength episode in that regard. It was the strength episode... The orangutan? The, yep, yep. Yep. Gotcha. Understood. Doesn't even have a great, great orangutan, or to potentially be great, no, to redeem has, that. It just has a laptop. Yeah. Which, as we all know, no one likes new technology. Of course, the laptop is the newest technology. Oh, hate it. Anyway, Nick. Yeah? Shut up. Oh. Because I want to share with you <laughs> some words of wisdom from the author of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, uh-huh. Hirohika Araki. <gasps> We've never done this before. In... An author's note what? for the Babyface arc volume of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure manga. My god. It's full of manga. What? That's... So, you may have already noticed. Yeah. This, um, this text is accompanied by a, 
a picture of what looks to be a pencil in a not very clean toilet. Uh, yeah, some might say that. Yep. And there's a lot of words. Of all my possessions. Oh, this is of course volume 54. Ooh, 54. That's a prime number. William, I swear to God, I'm actually going to have an aneurysm. (laughs) Of all my possessions, the domestic appliance I've been having for the most time... (laughs) Go on, yep. ...is a mixed oven toaster. Are those the things that are like yay big and you open the front? I don't know, man. Okay, alright. I got it for free from a friend who bought the toaster in 1978 under the pre- This is like, I was wearing an onion on my belt, as was the style at the time. (laughs) See, back then, bread wasn't an available commodity. (laughs) I got it for free from a friend who bought the toaster in 1978 under the pretense that it was battered. And it came with me when I left my hometown to go to the capital in 1984. Okay. Granted, it's messed up, but I've used it for 13 years. Uh It hasn't shown any deficiency either, as was the style at the time. (laughs) An old style spring timer, no useless functions, it's easy to toast bread with, it's orange and tasteless, but since it's really helpful, I figured I'd talk about it. Okay, I have so many questions. Yep. It's easy to toast bread. That's fine. Yep. No useless functions. No useless functions. It just toasts the bread. End of sentence. End of sentence. It's orange and tasteless. <laughs> well, I'm sure the toast isn't tasteless. Yeah, but well, no more so than, than toast on its own already is. But, but how did you come to the conclusion that the oven toaster was tasteless? Well, it's probably orange and quite gaudy and it's quite battered. Didn't really answer the question, Liam. Does he in lick- terms of aesthetic taste, Nick? Oh, not I in see. terms of its flavour well, or even say. its mouthfeel. Oh, don't you mean texture? No, they're different. No, that's fair. Texture refers to like when you're cutting something, uh-huh. or whereas mouthfeel is self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> mouthfeel is a good reference, whereas texture. Nothing. I like that guy in that Bob's Burgers episode with the um, the burger cooking contest and the one judge who just keeps going, exquisite mouthfeel. <laughs> oh, man. Nick, shut up. What? Are we doing more? Because I want to share with you a tweet that I made earlier this week. <laughs> you have been loving this tweet. Which is so, so niche in my wheelhouse <laughs> and in the wheelhouse of this podcast. I got no likes for it because it's too inaccessible, but the people who listen to this podcast will probably get it. The best part is it's amazing. It's an amazing tweet and the perfect example of what true genius never gets recognised in this world. So someone tweeted about the fact that in 1989, the cash-strapped Soviet Union paid Pepsi with 17 submarines, a cruiser, a frigate and a destroyer in exchange for $3 billion worth of Pepsi. Wow. That's a lot. This caused Pepsi to become the sixth largest military power in the world for a moment, but they sold the, they sold the fleet for scraps recycling. Uh, Someone retweeted that with the comment, I decided, decided to become a Pepsi still has a secret Navy truther. And I retweeted with a comment on that, uh, the good, great, hilarious and so topical uh, Metal Gear Solid Five <laughs> quote uh, parody. Go on. So this was, of course, the scene where... Um, Various members of Mother Base Mm -hmm. have been um, infected with a deadly parasite and Mm -hmm. died. Mm -hmm. And they've uh, had their their bodies cremated. Mm -hmm. uh, And the plan is to dump all that ash into the sea until Big Boss has an epiphany. Right. He opens up one of those sweet satchels of uh, Of ash ash and rubs it on his face. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Uh. 
And he's like, I won't sprinkle your cola to the soulless sea. I will always be with you. We are crystal pups, see? Which is funny, and I'm going to explain the joke, because they're called the Diamond Dogs, and Crystal Pepsi is a thing. And furthermore, there's a picture that I attached from the Metal Gear wiki of, I think it's from Peace Walker, you can develop Pepsi-branded t-shirts for your guards to wear. How long did it take you to come up with these tweets? 30 seconds. It's like, you spend all the Friday night going, that's it, I need to create the greatest tweet. The perfect tweet. Anyway, I just want to get that off my chest and uh, like and retweet. How ephemeral. So, um... I don't know if that's the right context for that word. What, ephemeral? Yeah. A tweet? A tweet is ephemeral. I suppose so. I thought you meant that five minutes of our podcast, I just monopolised. That is also very ephemeral, because we all know that the podcast is very transient in nature. At any moment, the fight could change on a dime. That's almost the thing that I say, which I took from the announcers in WWE, I want to say 2016, whichever one they did the bulk of VGCW in, which of course stands for Video Game Championship Wrestling, the now, I think, defunct Twitch streaming series where they would... Just make custom characters and have them fight each other? As AI. And then craft elaborate wrestling storylines around that? Yes. So, Nick. (laughs) Yes. Babyface. What about it? Preliminary thoughts on this epi. Um, fuck. (laughs) It's basically the thought. Yeah, we've already covered what I kept turning to you and saying, but of course you kept turning to me and saying, what the fuck, Liam? Yeah, it was just like this entire episode. So normally we have, like, the standard of JoJo's Mm -hmm. tends to be, oh, this is very bizarre. This is very weird, but very fun. Normally we don't talk to each other that much during the episode. Mm. Because you're watching and I'm taking notes. And occasionally we'll just do like a quick one line. And then we talk during the ad breaks. We're like MST3K, but with like one line for half an hour. Yeah, sure. This episode... We were just like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. what? And I was not engaging. You just sat there with your head down almost the whole time going... "Mm -hmm, Type, 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 type. Oh, this is good stuff. I gotta get this. Although we did get the best onomatopoeia in the series. I missed it. I missed it. I was taking notes. Splanch. 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 Ha, I'm Splanch Dubois. Splanch Um, Dubois. I'm a faded southern belle from uh, space. (laughs) Here are my my predatory tentacles that I seduced that schoolboy with. Uh, If there's one thing I've learned, it's to always trust in the kindness of consumption. Close enough. Yep. Just like a whole bunch of tentacles come down and just eat the earth. And it's like, Blanche, what are you doing? It's like, Splanch. Splanch, what are you doing? It's like, <laughs> going home. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Great. Is that how Streetcar goes? Pretty much. Okay, great. <laughs> I know that there's a bit where she's like, I always trust in the kindness of strangers, but I can't think of a witty pun on that no. to do with stands, tentacles, or Splanch. Also, that's quite a sad scene. Oh. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I only know it from The Simpsons. Of course, yeah. Well, of course it would be ruined. Everyone go and watch the um, musical Streetcar Named Desire adaptation episode of The Simpsons. Oh, so good. So good. Featuring John Lovitz as the director and as the daycare facility operator. What? So, Babyface, episode one (laughs) out of one. (laughs) There will be no more Babyface because, dear God, no. We start where we left off last time where Melone a member of the Hitman team is by the stop train being like, oh, on the phone. And someone on the phone is, who we can assume is probably Risotto Nero, the leader of the Hitman team, Uh is like, can you track them, Malone? And Malone is like, yeah, I got some of Bucciarati's blood. 
We're gonna do it. Don't really know how it's Bucciarati's, as you pointed out. Again, it was just this blood on the ground that's like, mm, yes. probably Bucciarati, right? Maybe. Swipe. Taste. Mm. Orange yes. and tasteless. Tastes like Bruno. <laughs> mm, that sweet Butcher mouthfeel. Cool. <laughs> it's like, you just, just double checking the, um, the meaning of the name Bucciarati again. <laughs> I want to say it might be a music thing. I mean, I hope so, but I'm also not sure. Because, of course, you may recall, basically everyone else is named after food. So, mm. that, that, could be, that could be where the humour comes in. Oh, here we go. Can we explain the joke even better? Sicilian fig cookie. Mm, love that mm. figgy taste. Fig cookie. Mm. <laughs> so tart or sweet or whatever figs taste like. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the train, mm-hmm. a, a very ha- haughty toity... Um, Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, a very haughty toity woman Aye. is like, Oh, I'm so angry at this train delay. I didn't really notice all of the weird ageing stuff that was going on before. God, why do I have to be on this train? At least I get my own little booth area. And there's that crying brat that was super old before. Ugh. Well, I don't want to be here with these peasants. God. God. And I'm Malone. I'm here to to ask you some invasive questions. Uh, excuse me. How did you get in here? Oh, I've got this big computer that I'm sticking this blood in. And I'm just going to root through your purse to look for your birth date. What, uh, again, who are you? March 10, 1977. You're 24 years old. Yeah, I didn't invite you into my cabin, man. It's very bellissimi. <laughs> again, didn't invite you in here. Can you, can you skidaddle? She slaps him in the face. Yep. And he's all like, that was a good slap, eh? Such a good slap. Every episode. No, so, so I feel like because this guy keeps peppering in the Italian, he uh, the he Italian, does. he's asking for yeah, it. Yeah, I guess so. And he's always like, hey... A bueno So this guy says the phrase di molto a fair few times in this episode. The Jojo wiki claims that it translates to of very and is not actually used in Italian, being grammatically awkward. And molto bene or very good would be a more accurate phrase. Right, okay. But uh, di molto, I, I believe that is the phrase, the, um, the soundbite that plays in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Eyes of Heaven, at the start of every battle round. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Demo- or maybe the victory. I was going to say, Demolto plays... Yeah, you know, much every... like, you know, Gorilla Fate is tuning in Blazblue. Gorilla Fate is... Gorilla Fate is tuning. You know what the worst part is? That's a really good joke. It's <laughs> <laughs> a genuinely good joke. Like, every time I hear that, I go, oh, yeah, Will, Fate's turning all right. But if those words weren't there, God damn. God damn. <laughs> Are we racist? Is this... <laughs> We've done the... I mean, that wasn't great. No. But at the same time, we do point out a lot of things. I mean, they dubbed the rest of the game. They could have dubbed that. Not only in cross-tag battle, though. Like, every other Blaz Blues never had dubbing. No, totally. Yeah. I've played, I've played dubs with dubbed games. <laughs> dubbed games. <laughs> dubbed games of uh-huh. Blaz Blue in the plot mode. No. Yeah, maybe maybe in not their... Central fiction. Maybe, or... maybe not the battle... Um. Battle cries and such, hmm. but... Um, oh, maybe the visual novel bits? Yeah. Uh, maybe. I'm maybe. pretty sure. I don't think so. There's but... a squirrel girl in that franchise, yeah. but she's not Doreen Green, the only squirrel girl I care about. Who's Doreen Green? Is she from DuckTales? No, she's the unbeatable squirrel girl. Oh! From Marvel Comics, as Who... written by Ryan North yeah. of Dinosaur Comics. Who is, canonically, the most powerful being in the universe. So-so. Whoa. In The Unbeatable Whoa. Squirrel Girl, 
Granted, she's very unbeatable. Yeah. But she wins most of her battles with friendship. I mean, not Thanos. She mm, pounds him yeah. into the ground. But she made friends with Galactus. That's fair. That's fair. Went up to the moon and had a good chat with him. Oh. Was he all like, I've seen the error of I'm my Galactus. Ways. I'm big and lonely. I just want to talk to someone. Oh, I can go eat another planet? Thank you for the suggestion, Squirrel <laughs> Girl. We're friends on Twitter now. Oh, look at that. Are you friends with Galactus on Twitter? Yeah. Do you follow him? No. Mm, that's not as He's always trying to slide into my DMs. <laughs> like, hey, Liam, you up? <laughs> You're just like, uh, Demolto, please. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's there, he's being a bit creepy, and it only gets bigger and creepier. Uh, Gorilla Fates is. Oh, Jesus. I don't care who you are, this is entirely about breeding for me. Wait, it's about breeding, says the lady. What? What's, I can what's taste on? by this. Oh yeah, that bit. The yeah, bit. So, so he, he slaps. slaps. She, she holds for some reason. The hand. Yeah, she holds her hand on his slapped face. Everything goes black and white except for his tongue, which tastes the rainbow. <laughs> so he just does like a what's the kakuine thing? Rero, rero, rero. He does a little rero, rero yep. on her hand, and she's all like, ah, as you would be. This is too much. It reminds me, it, it's like a creepier version, much creepier version. It reminds me of a bit, I've been rewatching 30 Rock recently, mm-hmm. um, where Jack Donaghy, um, played by Alec Baldwin, um, mm, shake, shake hat, shakes hands with um, the the sort of scam artisty parent or mother of um, Jenna Maroney, the, um, yep. the crazy star of the show they make. Yep. And he says, uh, they're shaking hands and he says, stop stroking my palm with your middle finger. This is a business deal. <laughs> Oh, so good. Stop licking my hand. This is a this is a self-defense at- assault. <laughs> Stop licking my hand. This is about breeding. Mm. I see that you drink and smoke. Do you use any drugs? If you do drugs, that would be Demolto amazingly great. Can you get out of my booth now? So yeah, he's rambling about that and he's not even listening like uh she's like, Do you want like my money or my credit card? Like you're really creeping me out. I'm really you know, my family is and he's all like, nope. Hey, shut up. Don't tell me. Listen, I don't need an app. I want to share with you <laughs> 48 positions from the Kama Sutra. Uh, what? And he's got his big big laptop. Uh-huh. Um, too big to be a laptop, really. No, I reckon if he bought it in the 80s, which I imagine Hirohika Araki... This Araki, takes place in 2001-ish. Again, if Hirohika Araki was the man I think he is, he never got past the 80s laptop phase. Mm-hmm. And there's like really old style digital... Uh, constructions of faces doing various kinds of kissing. Yep. Some upside down, some right side up, some in between. Mm, Some big tongue. Some really long tongue. Choose one of these. Uh... And then tentacles that form into arms and legs come out of the laptop and it gets a little head. Uh, What? It runs at um, the woman. She like cowers in the corner. It smacks. It smashes the window. Causing it to, like, spiderweb. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Then we, we tastefully cut away from what we assume, but a later toll is not, a horrific sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> so, when that happened, I looked at you and went, Liam, what? what? Conception complete. What? Three minutes until birth. Would you like to integrate the DNA sample? Uh, Yes, of course I would. We're going to make something atrocious, Demolto. I think we already did, maybe? Our opening happens. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Uh, Deeply so. Partly because of weird tentacle laptop man 
who's all like, nah, I'm here to do crimes. And you're like, ah, uh, okay. This is not what I signed up for, yep. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And then also partly uncomfortable is just the fact that it's all so very... Well, Maloney just uh, likes to watch. Uh, yeah, very weird. Mm. Yeah, but... At least we get a vaguely, almost not at all realistic single-cell organism multiplying into weird fetal thing shot. Yeah, so that's is, the thing. Is that metastasizing, or is that what cancer does? Um, I'm going to say yes. Baby face. Not unlike a cancer in its own right. <laughs> to this episode, would mm. you say? Or to the mother. <laughs> the unnamed mother who was used only for her breeding potential. <sighs> not Doesn't look great. No, doesn't really look very good at all. So, OP happens. But, of course, Malone is a bad person. That's true. Demolto bad. God, every time I hear Demolto, I just think of, like, malt, M-A-L-T. Like, a malt beverage. Yeah. Going down to Pop's chocolate shop and having a nice malt beverage with baby face. Well, exactly. So I'm just thinking, like, ah, oh, yeah, Demolto. <sighs> when will baby face ask me to the prom? Ah, <laughs> oh, baby. do 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 Baby, baby face. Uh. You are my baby face. I don't need a name. And you're sexually assaulting me. Uh, it's so bad. It's yep, so it's bad. bad. Okay, the opening happens. It's that song that I just sang. Meanwhile, all our friends are in a are hiding in a truck, which is driving on a highway towards for um yeah Firenze and Rome and presumably Venice, where they're headed. Well, they're headed to Venice. I yeah, they were headed to Florence. No, the express train was going to Florence, which was on their way to their ultimate uh, destination. Venice. Yes. Gotcha. Which you may recall, we've been to before. Have we? Mm-hmm. When? Part two. Part two. Oh, Colosseum, man. No. No. Close with Caesar. Don't want to meet Lisa Lisa. Yes. Who's Lisa Lisa? Trish. Lisa Lisa's <laughs> Trish. <laughs> That's it. it. It all comes out now. <laughs> they're all, yes, they're all in the turtle. The turtle is under the seat in a truck. They're all hiding. And Narantia's like, man, everyone's miserable. The atmosphere sucks in here. This is terrible. Why is everyone so unhappy? Well, Trish is unhappy because she's in a very stressful situation and no one's telling her anything about it. Well, no, Giorno is all like, well, Arantia, humans tend to react differently to things. Allow me to exposit about Trish's... PTSD. She's a stand user and she has a mysterious father who's put her life in danger and Bruno isn't telling her anything about it. We call this operant conditioning. Cut to Giorno's internal monologue. I'd like to use my powers to examine Trish to see if I can learn anything like about the boss. Mm. Truly, I am a, 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 a positive mirror of the hitman team. You I tried too. so desperately. Well, to... I, I should have described them as a dark mirror of him. Yeah. But at the same time, you tried so hard. And I got so, so not very far at, at, at all. all. <laughs> In the end, it really mattered too. Yeah, it really mattered for the quality of this podcast. But unfortunately, it didn't even matter. Trish is so strong-willed, she's not even crying. But who is crying? Number five, the crybaby sex pistol. Uh, mister, tell them to get the hands off the hamburger and share it with me. But there is no hamburger. You silly bullet. Hey, where'd that hamburger come from? Says the driver. And we, no. <laughs> Says the mister. Yep, and yep. we see all the sex pistols just floating in the sky, picking out in this big old hamburger. Just chowing down. Yep. Chumper chumper, 
And they're like, there's no hamburger in here. Where'd you get the hamburger from? And the driver is like, oh, my hamburger disappeared. Hey, there's something under that seat there. Mayhaps it's my missing hamburger. He leans down, taking his eyes off the road for a mere second. But that was all he needed (laughs) as the truck flips over and everyone dies. The end of JoJo's. (laughs) Yep. I know, he picks up the turtle. Ah, a turtle. Something in its back. Some kind of jeweled key. So Mr. being the forward-thinking and definitely rational human being that he is. Mm -hmm. Definitely not a terrible choice. Just super cash. Just... Looks at him and goes, uh, oh, punches well, him out. Through the turtle. It's pretty, it looks pretty cool. And we just like, just shoots his hand up into the sky. It reminds me of like an Earthworm Jim moment where it's like, Earthworm Jim, the known earthworm that has superhuman powers due to his super suit. Mm-hmm. Yep, this is the Earthworm Jim lore. Pops out of that hole and like punches something. Oh yeah, how he like uses his head as a whip. Exactly. Earthworm Jim, of course, um... Guest character in Clay Fighter, 63 and a third. Amazing! Uh, Earthworm Jim, creator, of course. Huge piece of shit. Wait, who created Earthworm Jim? I don't know, some asshole. (laughs) Okay, sure. Some, like, neocon blogger. I don't know what that is, but okay. Okay, um, guy is knocked out, truck starts to crash, everyone's like, hey, what the fuck's going on with the truck? And Mister's like, oh, I don't know. I, I was on door duty, I had no idea, I didn't see anything. I looked away for mere moments. Suddenly, the truck it's just smashed into the side of the road. Who, I, what was I meant to do? I can't do that. Back at the train. Birth complete. Uh... So we... we there's this whole sequence here where we cut between Malone, who is outside the train on mm-hmm. his laptop with his motorcycle. Yep. And then... Okay, so they call it Babyface's child because technically speaking, Babyface is the laptop. Okay. But for ease of reference, let's just call the thing Babyface. Okay, sure. Can we call it... Uh, what did the TV show... TV show? What did the anime call Babyface? Babyhead. Can we call Babyhead the laptop and Babyface... Well, I don't really think we're going to be referring to the laptop much anymore. I'll find a way, Liam. In a, um, in a thing that makes it very hard for me to track in my notes... <laughs> okay. When Babyface speaks, it pops up as text on Malone's laptop screen. Yeah. Of course, in Japanese, which is then super titled as English text. Yeah. But you don't always hear that dialogue, which sometimes made it very hard for me to note-take. Basically, the whole time anything is happening, it's super fast and super fast to read. Yeah. But it doesn't help the episode. So there's this whole sequence where... I mean, first the woman uh, wakes up. And she's all like, oh God. Quickly checks herself. She, un- she, that man, knocked me unconscious. Confirms that she hasn't been sexually assaulted. She's like, okay, nothing happened. All is well. Yep. Well, I say all is well. Nothing is well. Mm-hmm. I have been hit by a man on a train. This is unacceptable. She says some, some key phrases, including like, I want to kill that guy. Uh, what a piece of shit. And on the screen, way back in the laptop, Malone sees, father, what does kill mean? Well, kill is when you kill someone, essentially. Ah. So I've got a question here. Yep. She calls the train conductor to her yep. cabin yep. to, like, look into this whole thing that just happened to her. Uh-huh. But didn't Pesci kill the train conductor? You know, I don't remember. So I'm going to say maybe. <laughs> no, the conductor's different from the driver. Okay. Yeah, the driver at the front is definitely dead. But the conductor is the guy who... But the train does start up again later. So someone on board knows how to... Yeah, the conductor. Okay. Think of it this way. The driver is lead violin. The conductor is the conductor. Oh. So he's making sure everything's going okay with everyone while everyone plays their part. 
So the guy in the back shoveling coal? He's the conductor. He's the bassoon. (laughs) The conductor's the conductor. Right? He's made of a very thin, fine silicon resin that when applied with enough volts... Okay, okay, I get it. And who's the fat controller? Um, he's Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh! He's the weird baby face. Um, I'm just going to do a quick Google. Um, of the fat no, controller? No, this is just very scientific. Okay. Fat controller. Uh-huh, yep. Thomas the Tank Engine. That's Polish spelling of Thomas. Yep, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine. Stand. I'm sorry, what? Is that? JJBA. Does this exist? Is this a real thing? No relevant results. Uh, except that one with Hirohika Araki splayed on Jesus' face. You know, I thought I could find the fat controller doing like a, sta- uh, a Jojo pose with with uh, with Thomas. Yeah, that's fair. There is, however, a picture of Shia heart attack with Thomas's face. So, <laughs> you know, it all comes Call it a draw. God, that is very detailed, isn't yeah. it? Oh. Demolto. Demolto. She gets hit, she keeps getting angry, and this is educating Babyface on how to be angry and murderous. Well, not directly. We've though. skipped over something essential. What? Which is when Malone went through their star signs and confirmed. Oh, com- God, we did skip that. Compared okay. how compatible they are. Now, of course, Bruno Bucciarati is a. Sagittarius? No, he's either a Pisces Aries? or an Aries. One of the two. Yep. This is what we're here for. He's a Libra. <laughs> He's a Libra. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure they said Aries or Pi- or Aries in this show, didn't they? Uh, I think they said she was no. an Aries. Maybe. Let me check my notes. Okay. Yeah, they say that she's a Pisces and Bruno's an Aries. Are you sure? But Jojo think- Wiki says that he's a Libra because he was born on September twenty seventh, nineteen eighty. But Hiroki Araki has clearly stated on multiple occasions that's not how star signs work. <laughs> Okay. This is how star signs work. <laughs> now, of course, we've talked about we've talked about Bruno as a Libra before, but let's talk about Bruno as an Aries. <laughs> I would love if we got this wrong and it was just like, yeah, nope, we're doing this. Uh, who gives a shit? <laughs> an Aries is a fire sign with uh, associated with the color red, Tuesday, and Mars. It's lucky numbers are one, eight, and seventeen. Uh, Liam. Yeah. Greatest overall compatibility. Libra. Mm. Did we get Pisces wrong? No, Aries. Did we get Aries wrong? Who gives a shit? Nothing matters. Okay. The strengths of an Aries are courageousness, determinedness. I'm at... Okay, strengths. Courageous, determined, confident, enthusiastic, optimistic, honest, and passionate. No, say the ness on every one. Weaknesses. Impatient, moody, short-tempered, impulsive, aggressive. This doesn't sound like Bruno. It doesn't, does it? (laughs) Aries likes comfortable clothes. No. I mean, hang on. We've never worn All that All those outfit. zips. They're not his clothes. That's his stand. No, the zips are his clothes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, all right. Fair, fair. Taking on leadership roles, yes. Yep. Physical challenges. Yes. Individual sports. Uh, maybe. Dislikes. Inactivity. Delays. Work that does not use one's talents. This is sounding very much like him now. Anyway, um... Blah, blah, blah. The sun in such high dignity gives them excellent organisational skills. So you'll rarely meet an Aries who isn't capable of finishing several things at once. Often before lunch break. I love finishing things before lunch break. Did you know that Aries rules the head and leads with the head? Often literally walking head first. Great. Leaning forwards for speed and Pisces. Focus. 
Water sign. Mutable quality. Thursday. <laughs> Why did you say Thursday? It's the day it's associated what? with. What? Okay. Lucky numbers. 3, 9, 12, 15, 18, 24. That's right, you just won the Powerball. Aren't all of those divisible by three? Yes. What is the point? Strengths, compassionate, artistic, intuitive, gentle, wise and musical. Would you say this lady was compassionate, artistic, intuitive, gentle, wise or musical? Not from where we've seen her, but we saw her for five minutes at the end of a very hard day. <laughs> Look, we saw her at her worst. Weaknesses, fearful, overly trusting, mm. sad, desire to escape reality, can be a victim or a martyr. Oh no. Likes being alone, sleeping, music, romance, visual media, swimming, and spiritual themes. None of these sound like the lady that I saw. Dislikes, know-it-all, being criticised, the past coming back to haunt, oh, no. cruelty. Of any kind. Pisces are friendly people, find themselves in the company of different people, selfless, willing to help others without hoping to get anything back, much like this woman did for mm. Malone. Mm. You know Pisces born are known by their wisdom. But under the influence of Uranus, Pisces sometimes yeah. can take the role of a martyr in order to catch the attention. And of course, as Malone says, the Aries and the Pisces are two signs that have trouble connecting. Oh. Well, obviously we got something very wrong. Their connection is like a little death, making room for all that is new, untamed and experienced. It is hard for them to bond as much as it is hard for all of us to transcend, go beyond our physical body and be one with the universe. Well, this escalated quickly. <laughs> With what? that said, it's understandable how difficult it is for their sexual natures to accept one another. Mm, one's a fish and others a ram. One is a woman on a train and the other's a laptop. Yeah. To be fair, um, <laughs> no, nah, I got nothing. I got nothing. There's nothing that's going to save that. If they are both open enough to find their intimate language, their sex life has to be weird and kinky if they want to succeed. What? Is this still <laughs> just on the... It is. What the hell? Now, babyface, while we're doing this, let's talk about babyface. Babyface. Now, don't get me wrong, but I believe babyface is a reference to a song. Incorrect. Damn it. You fool, you absolute boob. <laughs> it's a reference to Kenneth Bryan Edmonds, known professionally as Babyface, <gasps> American singer, songwriter, and record producer. Written and produced over 26 number one R&B hits throughout his career. Incredible. Won 11 Grammys. Eleven? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Calm it down. Let's see some of the hits he's acted or produced. What were his number ones? In 2007, Babyface began dating backup dancer Nicole Nikki Pantenberg. Okay. <laughs> In 2015, Babyface donated money to the presidential campaign of Senator Marco Rubio, Republican. Mm. Alright, give me some of his hits. Come on, give me some of his winning hits. Like... End of the Road. Yep, he won a Grammy for that best my, rhythm my, and my. blues song. He won two for that, actually. For best rhythm and blues song and producer of the year non-classical. The Bodyguard original soundtrack album as producer. I will always love that movie. Is that the one with, you know, with the, the guy talking that we used for a sample one time that you were super happy about? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it was like... There's like a bit where there's like a monologue of some kind and you love that monologue or something. I don't know. It's definitely not the bodyguard. Okay, never mind. What's the bodyguard then? That's the one where I will always love you. Oh, I don't get it, but okay. Ugh, do I need to play a clip of Whitney Houston? Yeah. No. Okay. 
Particularly so not you now. do get it then. I get the song. I don't get the bodyguard. The bodyguard oh, by God. Liam S. Smith. Hi, I'm your bodyguard. Wait, can we? You make... can be my long lost pal. Can we make a terrible, like truly terrible fanfic from The Bodyguard by Liam S. Smith? The Bodyguard, 1992 American romantic thriller film, star directed by Mick Jackson. No, I wouldn't read this. Okay, the end. Ah, uh, okay. We know the bodyguard. Other Grammys for When I Can See You. When Can I See You? <laughs> when I oh, Can See You. Oh, what a good you. podcast. <laughs> we are doing so... This episode has thrown us, man. And I'll make love to you. And Whoa. also, someone oh. to love. Someone to love. Ah, there you go. You're making me high. Hey, every time I close my eyes. Change the world. The day. A song for mama. I care about you. And love, marriage, and divorce with Tony Braxton. <laughs> this is sounding like one of those Christmas albums that you see ads <laughs> yeah, for yeah. on TV. Yeah, just the scrolling text as like three <laughs> different songs play. Oh man. Babyface by Hirohiko Araki. Give me those words. Its appearance is an evil version of Echoes Act 3. Mm, you like, see it? Like Freezer. That's what. Well, you know, Echoes Act 3. Looked like Freezer. Yeah. Yeah. And now, this guy... It all comes full circle. Nick did say when he saw it for the first time, Oh, it's Freezer. And you laughed because you're like, Oh, Nick, little do you know. Yeah. Like the image of a demonic boy, the modified mohawk makes it feel more dangerous. Hmm. Malone's design was influenced by Venetian masks. I don't see that at all. I don't see that at all either, but okay. I mean, I guess he's got that... The cat burglar mask? Yeah. yeah. Don't know how that's Venetian. Maybe he's talking about like those little, the little domino masks. Domino mask. You know, the one that just covers the rings around your eyes. Oh, yes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you're oh, talking right. about. I'm not sure, but I think I know the ones you mean. Hi, I'm Domino yeah. Mask. Yeah, 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 I know that. Yeah, I know them now. The Batman mask. Yeah. Yeah. The one that perfectly hides your identity because, as um, Venture Bros taught us, the things that you need to identify someone are those little circles around your eyes. Yeah, classic. Okay, so we're running long and... <laughs> And we've barely gotten into this battle. So we haven't even gotten into the battle. <laughs> Basically, Babyface keeps growing quickly and getting angrier. There's a good bit where Malone reads a picture book of this is Mr. Lion. This is this, Mr. Giraffe. This is Mr. Elephant. This is Mr. Bruno Bucciarati. <laughs> and he's getting eaten by them. Do that. Yeah. These are toys. The spinning top. The baseball. The sk ice skates. Use them to kill his friends. Baby face is like, hey, I need a, I need a pee. What should I do? Malone showing great parenting is like, I don't know, just do it, I guess. Yeah, go yeah. for it. Back I, on the train. I like that bit of the dynamic because it's like, clearly doesn't care about actual parenting at all. Yeah. Because obviously it's a means to an end to him. But it's just like, okay, well, yeah, I, just, this is necessary. Yeah, so who gives just... a shit? And basically, eventually, um, Babyface gets super angry because its mom is super angry and it inherits the nature from her. Mm. Uh, and kills her, turns her into cubes, mm -hmm. and uh, gets on the motorcycle and... Uh, Just fucks right off. Even though Malone insists it's too soon. Uh, what does that mean? It means that he doesn't have 100% control over this critter, and that... Uh, he doesn't know what he's going to do. That, that the host that he picked for the mother was too, too headstrong and too violent. Uh, too Pisces. Sure. Hmm. Meanwhile, in some car parking lot somewhere. Yeah, they're like, we should steal a car. No, we can't steal a car because they'll track the car too easily. Jono and lads are there, but no Bruno? Yeah, Bruno and Trish are in the total. 
Oh, sidebar, also Babyface can automatically track Bruno's position because of the blood. Which, it's still weird, but okay. Well, I can buy that. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or science. Laptops. Ooh. Swabs. <laughs> These are the things of science. Oh my god. Oh, what should we do? Jono starts punching cars. And it's like, we won't steal one car, we'll steal a hundred cars. Okay, it would, elaborate. It would be really easy to track one stolen car, but if a hundred cars go missing and all end up in pieces at different locations, it's mm. going to be real hard to, to chuck up all those data points into something cohesive. So, to do that, he starts punching all the cars with mm-hmm. gold experience, mm-hmm. turning them into frogs, Yeah, and they're all, like, wrecked before they're turned into frogs, and then they just hop away. Yeah, the perfect crime. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, he's basically like, yeah, now we can get a car. It'll be great. Sure, beats hitchhiking. And Abakio's like, whatever, Jorno. I hate you. I just love that he's so consistently against whatever the hell he does. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Go tell Bruno. We're going to go steal a car. We're going to spend the rest of the episode trying to hotwire this baby. Face. Right. Can do. And he just starts walking over to the turtle. Yep. Meanwhile, in the turtle, there's trouble. It's Trish true. maybe needs to go to the toilet. <laughs> Bruno <laughs> won't let her out of the turtle. He makes a, he zip, puts a zip in the cupboard and is like, you can go in here. And Trish is like, you are fucking joking, (laughs) Yeah, right? right? No, no, it's fine. It probably won't be bad for the turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Then, giant Jorno's face looms (laughs) into the top of the turtle being like, hey, we got a car. I forgot about that. (laughs) That was such a good shot. So good. (laughs) Just out of nowhere. Hey, how you going? What a great way to interrupt the most awkward scene these two have ever had. That's the best. That's my highlight for the episode. <laughs> Just right there. Giant Jorno. But there's trouble. Because so, unlike unlike a certain wide boy, you may know. Wide boy. Babyface is no Mamoni and <gasps> has left its mother behind. Oh my god, no. That's right. You thought I was going to stop saying Mamoni that we'd finish train battle. Don't worry. We're keeping this up <laughs> for the rest of the year. Yeah. A motorcycle with no driver. Suspicious. Why? Trish has disappeared behind that armchair even more suspicious as her arm which is behind that armchair is being dragged out of sight so bruno walks over is like huh the cabinet that's that's trisha's arm isn't it i'd forgotten the word cabinet until it was used like 10 minutes later in this episode so i kept writing tiny closet (laughs) you're just there like what is that tiny closet Mm. I, i swear it's a closet and trisha's inside the the tiny closet Mm -hmm. and she's made of cubes tiny Closety cubes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then Bruno instantly gets cubed as well. <gasps> but how? By what? Baby face. But how? The power to turn living creatures into, into cubes. cubes. Of course, it's so simple. Yes. So Jono's all like. They've all gone. Huh. It's weird. Suspicious. It was here before. Mm, yes. An attack. Better get God experience in there and check out that turtle. Totally inside. Yeah. So he sends gold experience ah, into the room. A zip in the cupboard. What could this be for? Hmm. Did Bruno escape down there? I'd best stick my head in and find... Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's terrible. <laughs> Demolto. What? Why is he um, well, saying Demolto now? Oh, because I've captured Bruno and Trish. Okay, great. Get away immediately. I can't. The newbie is here. He has the turtle. Ah. Well, kill him and then do it, quietly, so as to not alert the others. Can do, father. Meanwhile, back at the turtle. Can do, father. It, it just it struck me as like, I think, a 1920s. Can do, father. Go and get me that... I, I don't know why Get I me that southern. turtle. 
Get in that turtle boy. So anyway, Jono's just there being like, and uh, and Malone um does a quick quick um quick phone call to the other members, <gasps> the two rem- other remaining members of the Hitman team, uh, the, the Hitman team. Thank you. Do you recall either of their names? Risotto Nero's the head guy. Yep. We've had Prosciutto, Pesci, Malone. Now we saw this guy driving from behind, uh, but you may recall he is the blue-haired one with the red glasses who gets uh, angry easily. The super, the one I basically just went. He's a nerd. Yeah. And you went, huh? Yeah. Oh, what was his name? It wasn't seaweed, was it? No, it was gyacho. What's gyacho? Cold. Ah, oh, damn it. That's almost seaweed. Or something like that. Yeah. Damn. Well, well, well. So we get a nice little phone call. And he's all like, haha. We have them. No na- one's talking. I have you now. Just double checking that name meaning. Yeah. Ice. ice. Sorry. There you go. Cold as ice. Cool ice. Hmm. Babyface. There you go. <laughs> so Babyface is nowhere to be seen. Per se. Yeah, so it's basically invisible. Mm. Uh, and Jono's all like, where's the stand? Oh, my friggin' eye and my friggin' leg! As, <laughs> like, cube beams hit him. And he's all like, what the fuck is going on? His leg gets torn off, question mark, and his eye is gone, leaving a cube-shaped hole in his head. Mm. And he's all like, shit me, what the hell? Oh, I think I get what's oh, going on. Sorry, they got his throat before as he was going to go call for help. Ah, uh, that's right. And there's a bit where they're all trying to hotwire the car and they look over and they see Jorno behind this, this fence waving. And they're like, oh, it's Jorno over there. He probably wants us to hotwire the car <laughs> fast. So. He's probably just saying hi. <laughs> yep. Jorno should have done the, um, the classic, I've gone swimming at the beach and I'm in distress two-arm wave. Ah, what's that wave? It's when you wave both your hands above your head crossing over. Like this? Yeah. Ah, gotcha. The listeners don't realise that we didn't do any of those motions. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, if we ever made like a video and we'd be like, yeah, like what? Like this? Yeah, the listeners yeah. don't realise that Nick and I stand stock still upright in our chairs while we record. And any time we've previously described physically interacting with each other has been a lie. You should know, ladies and gentlemen, that we're three feet apart at this point. We're just brains in jars like Baxter Stockman. We have one microphone and a whole room to work with. What do you think we're going to do? We exist on the internet as consciousnesses of pure, pure energy and meme. You might be thinking to yourself, you wanted to listen to this podcast, but was that really you? Was that just you? Was that you or just the memes that directed you? That's right, we're the Patriots. Metal Gear Solid 5, Crystal Pups, see? Oh my god, it all comes full circle. Cool. Okay, so... We're running so long. Giorno Giovanna gets his arms and legs ripped up by cube beams. And <laughs> so good. Oh, my friggin' eye and my friggin' leg. Oh, I gotta I've gotta gotta get out. Gotta save them. Pull the key out of the turtle. All the living creatures in the turtle start to float out. Malone, this is bad. I'm getting sucked out of the turtle because all the living creatures are. Yeah, but you're a stand. Who gives a shit? No, but I have his eye. Oh, oh. the eye's a living creature. Mm. Ah. The cabinet shoots out of the thing and like forms into like an egg shape. It's a bit weird. We later learn it's just a rock. Yeah. I do also enjoy that Giorno's eye just sort of plops nearby, but it's in that cube thing. Yeah, but it makes like a wet plop. Yeah. He's like, oh, I get it. Ah, your stand. It chops up humans and reconstructs them into inanimate objects. What should I do? No. Okay. No. He can't breathe. He's got no... Le- you thought I was talking from Jorno's perspective, but I bait and switched you. Oh. oh, he can't breathe. He's got no leg. I should just kill him and steal the turtle. Gold Experience tries to punch him. It's no use. Um, that's, of course, a quote from Sonic 2006. Nice. Um, 
that's not Sonic. That's um. Silver. Silver. The worst character. Oh Jesus! What a fucking disgrace. He wants to kill the Iblis trigger in the past to save the future. Ugh. Yeah, but his whole thing is that he has psychic powers or something. Yeah, psychokinesis. Uh, and it's like that's his only feature, and it's shit. <laughs> Um, he's crawling towards the fence and like, I like this effect because, um, because Jono hasn't been able to breathe for some time now, mm -hmm. um, much like his vision would be, the camera is starting to blur out. Ah, it's cool. I thought that was just the internet dying. Ah. I'm good. I'm glad to know <laughs> that that wasn't the internet Oh dying. no, that egg plops down right next to him. He tries to punch it. It splits in half. Yes, I hit him. No, that was just a rock. Baby face is in the, the fence wall. The fence wall? Yeah. You mean the wall? Yeah, but it's like a fence, you know. Yeah, all right, fair, fair. The barrier. <gasps> the barrier. The oh, obstacle. Oh, God. Another big throat hit. Oh, I'm going to die. So will Bruno. Trish is going to get taken. Oh, he's so strong, baby face. So is invincible. Invincible? And Jono lies on the ground and the light slowly leaves his eyes. Baby face. We see him for the first time in all his glory. He looks like... Freezer. An evil version of Echoes Act 3. A stand that also matured from a mere egg. <laughs> How interesting. Mm, mm. Also humanoid. Also a bad boy. Yeah. yeah. A bad version of a bad boy. It's oh. so bad. Like the power glove. <laughs> so edgy. Like the power glove. <laughs> like that kid who used the power glove in The Wizard. The power glove. I'm I'm babyface. I'm gonna get on the... He's got a big heart on his back. I noticed that for the first time this episode. We don't see him from behind much, but he's got a big heart on his back. There you go. Hmm. So he gets on the motorbike. He's yep. like, I'm uh, babyface. I ride a motorbike now. Go fuck yourselves. But then... Oh, and also he informs Malone that he's killed the newbie. Yep. Momentum shifts on a dime. The good music is playing. <gasps> da -da 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 -da. No. Oh. I'm loving it. Um... <laughs> Jono's there. He's standing. He's glowing with golden energy. Everything gets a really ugly yellow filter over it. And he's all like, you thought I was dead, but you gave me an idea. Yeah. A great idea. I saw that your power is the opposite power of my power because your power turns living things into inanimate objects, but my power turns inanimate objects into living things. So I'm doing that with all this shit to stick my eyes and face back together. And that's how the team gets a healing power in part five. Blammo. Didn't see that coming at all. Cool. You might think that it was cool that Josuke Higashikata had the opposite power of his ultimate villain, Yoshikage Kira. There it is. But it's even cooler that I, Giorno Giovanna, have the opposite power of some weird fucking rape baby. <laughs> That no one wanted to see or deal with in this entire arc. Yeah. Ooh. Quality content. I'm Jorno. I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've stuck my foot back together in my throat and here goes my eye. <gasps> His that's eye's the, back in. That's the noise a Lego makes when you click one into another. <laughs> Just... Ah, nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to punch this motorbike before you can get away. Making parts of the motorbike into roots and vines that cling on to Babyface. He's got to split apart to get away from it. Mm-hmm. And then Jorno's still glowing with radiant energy. It's like, oh, he's gonna kill the turtle. No, I get No, <laughs> he's gonna kill the turtle. Babyface is talking to Malone again. He's like, oh, the newbie. He's gonna get the turtle. I figured out what his power is. Just transmit that to your friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, gotta kill him before he gets the turtle. No, Babyface's baby. I knew we had to have a separate name. <laughs> no, Babyface's baby. Babyhead. Babyhead's babyface. <laughs> Wait for him to get the turtle and then okay. kill him when he does. Much like cars waited for Joseph Joester or maybe the other way around. 
one of them waited for the other to grab the redstone of Asia and then use that as their opportunity to attack. I think it was Kars because he was confident that he could survive the fall over the precipice. As but the ultimate being of the He universe. didn't realise that he was so stupid because Joseph Joestar wasn't just grabbing the redstone of Asia, he was also kicking up a heap of snow to act as a break. Ah, classic. I think. I'm pretty sure that's how that all went down, but don't at me, because who gives a shit? <laughs> hey Liam. Yeah? I give a shit. Great. He grabs the turtle, baby face emerges from the oil that's leaping out of- Yeah, that's leaping out of the motorbike. He leaps out of the leaping. So, oh he's gonna get me, no but it's fine. There's this bit. It's- uh-huh. This is one of the most egregious, like- the, the energy of the fight shifting is a tangible thing. Even more tangible than when Bruno just ignored being punched last week. Yeah. Well, he didn't ignore it. He just unzipped his head. No, no. The time when they were hanging from oh. the train and um, Pesci, Prosciutto is punching him and the punch just has no Impact. consequence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, because Babyface is like, I'm going to kill you now with my amazing powers. Punching, 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 punching. Jono turns his face, looks at Babyface and starts talking and the punch stops. And he's like, I bet you thought that you did punch me, but you didn't. I let it hit me. He's literally winding up this huge attack, screaming that I'm going to rip your head off. And then Jono just goes, I learned a lot from you. Action stops cold. He's like, what are you talking about, living man? Maybe it was fate that we met or just the attraction of stands, but you allowed gold experience to grow. Explain further, flesh boy. Um, tears off his wrist. <laughs> no, you didn't tear off my wrist. I let you tear off my wrist. What? Here's some advice. You should probably defend yourself now rather than attack. No, I'm babyface. This is baby. I'm going to attack. Well, oh, shit. Guess what? There's I'm... a piranha inside you. <laughs> oh, piranha bursts out of his body. He's, I'm Giorno Giovanna. I'm doing great. Just filled your chock full of piranhas. That's... To be continued. <laughs> what the fuck was this episode, Liam? It's just... If I remember correctly, there is a brief, like, I'm Giorno, I'm going to punch you a lot next step, but it resolves basically <laughs> immediately. Yeah, okay, so... So what happens to Malone now? Well, maybe I have to guess. Well, unlike... Yeah, okay, maybe you have to guess. Oh, shit. But All right. I'm pretty sure you can take us a light guess. But don't do that yet. Yes. Because, Nick, I need to ask you, what's our highlights and lowlights for this episode? You know my highlight is Big Giorno. <laughs> Big Giorno face. Just yeah. being like, well, hey there, guys. It's like a neighbour who peeks over the wall, mm. but he's like Galactus. Yeah, it's like if you... You were just going around about your day and then suddenly a giant ripped off the roof of your ceiling and was like, hey guys, we're getting a car. Show me what you got. <laughs> My highlight is probably going to have to be uh, Jono coming back to life and then proceeding to have absolutely nothing bad happen to him for the rest of the episode. Purely because he did die, right? Like we saw light go from his eyes. Yeah, but he, then... didn't, he didn't start steaming, crucially. That's true. And even so, the steam itself can be a fake out now as the train battle yeah. taught us. And as I did say when we were watching, I was like, well, how are they going to bring him back now? And then, like and, immediately after seeing him And then he was time. fine. And then he was fine. So I was like, oh, okay, death is nothing now. But he did learn himself a new power yeah. to heal people. Yeah. Which is good. Hmm. I thought it was like, oh yeah, this is fun. This is a funner version of the train battle one where it's like, whoa, oh, oh no, we're gonna we're gonna die on it. This was just like, oh shit, I can't, I have to die. Uh. And then he just comes back and it's like, oh good, there you go, great. Yep. Low lights. I think you know what my low light is. 
Is it Jono? Is it Mr? Yeah, it's Jono because he's not big enough for the rest of the episode. Is no, my low light is basically the first five, ten minutes of this episode. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that, even though I probably shouldn't overlap. But I'm no, going to agree I think with fine. that. Just a lot of like, oh, this is deeply uncomfortable. I think that's fine in this instance. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'm glad. I'm, I'm so glad they managed to condense this one almost entirely down to one episode. Mm. Because you may recall the hell that was suffering through two weeks of Alessi's child endangerment adventures. Alessi's child... Using his shadow powers oh. to make Polnareff a baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, yeah. It's just like, this one's really bad because it's just some random lady who just... Just isn't even just, involved. Yeah, she's just sitting there in this train being like, oh, I'm rude. I hate these peasants. And you're like, yeah, okay. So she's... She's a JoJo's mm, Bizarre Adventure bystander. Yeah. Which doesn't mean that she no. needs to be, I don't know. So, Nick. Like, so, yes. Baby faces baby is chock full of piranhas. <laughs> so it's probably going to die. Yep. yep. Um, they've, they're stealing a hundred cars to get to their d- destination. Only using one. Yep. Jono has learned a new healing ability. Uh-huh, yep. What will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Vento Oreo in the episode entitled Head to Venice. Ooh, baby head. To Venice. To Venice. Okay, Malone. I don't know if Malone will look like he's been eaten alive by piranhas or not mm. because it feels like it's a little bit of a separation between Babyface and Malone. Yeah, like maybe if they'd smashed up the laptop. Yeah, but that didn't happen. No. So I'm just kind of thinking, oh... Well, what the hell's going to happen to Malone? So, my guess is, he's failed, someone will come and murder him. Ah, yes. I'm Risotto Nero, and you've disappointed me for the last time. Exactly. Malone. And then I kill you with my stand, which is... Uh, magic. (laughs) Yep. I don't know. I'm just a straight-up sorcerer, baby (laughs) face. Uh, So, we know that they're going to get to Venice if they're taking this car. However, or will they? Will they reach Venice mm-hmm. or will they be stopped along the way for another road battle? By a man that we saw in a car, question mark? There was a man in a car? Giaccio. Was he in a car? Yeah. Well, well. He was on his cell phone while driving, which <gasps> is inadvisable and in many places illegal. I think yes. Ah. So he's going to show up and then we'll begin a two-parter probably. And they'll be like, man, why are you so angry all the time? <laughs> episode are we up to 20 this was 20 this is 130 yeah but what's the episode Ugh. in part five because i think there must be more than like two more stand battles but risotto nero oh no yeah there's, there's a long way to go in this story it's oh, 39 man. episodes total jesus christ okay well risotto nero is very clearly the end boss because right? uh, he's no got- nick never forget that the goal is to take over the boss oh yeah no, that is a good point, actually. You forgot, just like I warned you that you never must. Uh, okay, well, Rosonia is going to be the end one of this group. Of right? course, of course. But he has such a design that looks like... He's so evil. I know! <laughs> he doesn't even have human eyes! So, okay, maybe it'll be... We have a road battle with Giacho mm-hmm. uh, that will involve him... Saying, yes, I can imbue my car with some kind of power or something. Oh, much like um, Wheel of Fortune back exactly. in the day. Yeah. So his will be weirder some. Maybe it'll be like, I can flip between positions of cars. Like, that makes like sense. the twins in the Matrix? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. 
Wait, not the twins. No, like the agents. Oh, yeah, sorry. The twins what are the twins to ghosts. Oh, okay. You fool. Sorry. It's been a while since I've Good watched God. The Matrix Reloaded. Ugh. The best one of The Matrix is that everyone loved the ending too and set a bad precedent in cliffhangers, which what was, was of, of course, capitalised on by the underwhelming Avengers Infinity War. What happened in Reloaded? I don't was know. It- I think it's like Neo's flying to save Trinity before she dies. Yeah. And that's the end. Yeah, but he, he saves her. I don't think he does. I think she dies. No, I'm pretty sure they live. Okay. But isn't the prophecy that she's going to die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She dies eventually. Remember when he got into that fight with all those Agent Smiths? Yes. That was good. That was a good fight. That was probably the best, well, second best part of that film. The Matrix. Um, okay. Anyway, point being, it'll be a Matrix road battle with a guy named Ice. Mm-hmm. Malone will get killed by the Hitman team. Ah. Um, by Rosa De Niro. And Trish will have her first usage of her stand ah. power in this ep, I reckon. I reckon this is the one. This is the baby. Well, they've been setting it up. They have been setting it up pretty hardcore. But will it happen? I don't know. We'll find out next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Head to Venice. That could be a super like chill bossa nova remix. Okay, yep. so, Nick, this brings us to the end of our episode. Oh, damn. What an episode yeah. it was. So I was going to try making the Araki.txt Twitter account this week. Yep. Didn't happen. Great. Shockingly. Shockingly, it didn't happen. Sweet beans. It's really hard. I'm so, sure. Yeah, maybe one day I will, but who knows. When all your dreams come true, be continued. <laughs> Arrivederci.